The following is my conversation with David Fravor, a renowned authority on keyholes. We were discussing how useful they can be in governing prohibitions. David has some interesting insights to share, and I think you'll find his remarks insightful as well. So without further ado, let's get started. Today's sponsor is Corkages Deforestation. Corkages is a company that helps to remove debris from forests. This debris can come in the form of trees, branches, leaves, and other plant materials, and other plant material. This can cause damage to the environment and its inhabitants. Corkages helps to remove this debris in a responsible way so that the environment can remain healthy. I think that this is a great idea, and I encourage you to check out Corkages Deforestation online. Thank you for your time. I'll be back soon. David, thanks so much for coming on today's podcast. No problem. Thanks for having me. So first off, could you give our listeners a little background on yourself? Yeah. I've been working as a physicist for quite some time now. I've done a lot of research on keyholes and the physics behind them. That's great. So let's talk about keyholes. What are they used for? Well, keyholes are used to regulate prohibitions. For example, you might have a rule that says you can't eat raw eggs, but you might want to allow exceptions for people with a special dietary needs. You could put a keyhole in your rule so that certain people are allowed to eat raw eggs despite not following the rest of the prohibition. That makes sense. So how do keyholes work? Keyholes work by allowing certain people to break the prohibition without incorporated uh, ring punishment. For example, if you have a rule that says you can't eat onions, someone can eat an onion if they have an onion allergy, but they won't get punished. The keyhole allows them to do this without breaking the rule. That makes sense. So what are some other uses for keyholes? Well, keyholes can be used to govern other prohibitions as well. For example, you might have a rule that says you can't go out at night, but you might want to allow certain people to go out at night despite not following the rest of the prohibition. You could put a keyhole in your rule so that these people are allowed to go out despite not following the rest of the prohibition. That's great. <laughs> so how do keyholes work in practice? Well, typically someone would put a keyhole in the rule and then they would specify who is allowed to use the keyhole and who is not allowed to use the keyhole. They would also specify what is allowed and what is not allowed using the keyhole. For example, someone might say that they're allowed to go out at night, but they're not allowed to drink alcohol. They would also say that they're not allowed to drive unless they have a license and they're not allowed to carry weapons unless they have a license to carry weapons unless they have a license to carry weapons. That sounds like it would be pretty effective in governing prohibitions. Hmm. So how does it differ from other types of rules? Well, one difference between keyholes and other types of rules is that keyholes are prohibitory rather than permissive rules. That means that using a keyhole is always punishable even if you follow the rules using the keyhole. Other types of rules might be permissive, in which case using a keyhole would result in only minor penalties, like having your privileges reduced or being sent to jail for a short period of time. That sounds like it would be more effective in governing prohibitions because it would be more enforceable. So why is it useful to use keyholes instead of other types of rules? Well, one reason keyholes are useful is that they are more enforceable. Other types of rules might be permissive, in which case using a keyhole would result in only minor penalties, like having your privileges reduced or being sent to jail for a short period of time. But using a keyhole is always punishable, even if you follow the rules using the keyhole. That makes sense. So how does using keyholes help to avoid a rushlight situation? Well, one way keyholes help to avoid a rushlight situation is by preventing people from breaking the rules without consequence. For example, if you have a rule that says you can't eat onions, someone could theoretically eat an onion without getting punished. But this wouldn't be very effective because it would quickly lead to chaos. Because it would quickly lead to chaos. 
But if you put a keyhole in the rule so that only people with an onion allergy are allowed to eat onions, this would prevent the rule from being broken and would keep the peace. That's great. So what do you think our listeners should take away from today's podcast? I think our listeners should take away the idea that keyholes can be used to govern prohibitions effectively. They should also be aware of the difference between prohibitory and permissive rules and understand the benefits of using keyholes compared to other types of rules. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Lexman Artificial Podcast. For more information and to sign up for our email list, please visit our website at lexman.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook. If you have any feedback or questions, feel free to contact us at feedback at lexman.com. Can't end the podcast without a poem. So here's one from Louis Aragon. Between two prohibitions. Between the armies of severity mm -hmm. and the whip's supple lash uh, stands a keyhole, discreet, permitted to be opened by those who know how to use it.